Hey, hey, it's KJ, and welcome back to another episode of Midwest Bias. In fact, I think it's episode 34. Well, I know it's episode 34 because I just checked. And we really ought to have more than 34 episodes at this point, but that's just the way it goes. Happy to be back, and let's launch right in to the most Midwestern moment of the week. It's the most Midwestern moment until the next most Midwestern moment next week or whenever I please. And this week's most Midwestern moment of the week is something that I am doing right now. In the second segment with our Midwest guest co-host, I went into talking about Jingle Fest and all the people that we saw there. At first, I was just talking about who who was new that we met. And I left out new people we met, lots of them. And then I started talking about people that we've already met, that we saw again, how great it was to see them. And I left out so many people. If, if this isn't obviously a peek behind the curtain, I am re- recording this segment second. I recorded the Midwest Guest co-host segment first. And now because I feel badly that I did not include many people, I am including them now. So they're actually going to be mentioned prior to the other folks. And that is a Midwestern moment. That is what we call Minnesota nice sometimes. There are different definitions of that, and I'm not going to go into that again. We've done that ad nauseum. But it's, it's definitely... The most Midwestern moment of my week. So here we go. We met so many new folks, had a great time. Um, again, I'm probably going to miss more people, but I'm going to list all these people and then you're going to get a collective name drop. New people we met. Neil in Rockville. So great to finally meet Neil in Rockville. What a sweetie. We had a great conversation. Thanks, Neil. It was great to meet you. Chuck and Roxy from the Loyal Littles Pod. So sweet. Great to meet you, too. We had a good time. Rupesh Sharma, also very sweet. Can't wait to come to Cincinnati and get some Grater's ice cream. Go to the Reds game. Lot of, saw a lot of people that we've already met. It's always wonderful to see you people again. You people. Liz Smith, Bobby Gottfried, Jason Miller, Heather Miller, Jenny Robbins, Kate Milan, and thanks, extra thanks to Kate Milan for making the Jinglers a swag bag. That was awesome. Michelle and John Miller, Suzanne Nichols, and congratulations are in order to Suzanne Nichols, Anita from Alaska, Ed Butt, Claire Natola, and of course, how could I forget the Jinglers? Steve Lipton, Joe Arrow, Jerry Negrelli, Michelle Negrelli. It was, uh, fat, and the Chuck and Roxy, and Tony Beeson. What a great, what a great time. I mean, I, I can't list everybody. Oh, another new person we met, Eric Londergan and Sam Berger. It was, I thought this might be the last Jingle Fest, but now I'm, I'm doubtful. And also we got a little taste of both worlds from our brandy buddies, Lindsay and Amy. Love you do ladies. So here we go. Here's everybody's name drop. And I hope everybody's got their dancing shoes on for this episode. And if you're not ready for multiple name drop songs, you may want to sit this episode out. All right. Thanks for a great weekend to everyone. It was amazing. Oh, how could I forget Gary Braun? Gary Braun. Super G. Okay, here we go. Hang on. It's the name drop. Name drop. 
Okay, enough of that. I was feeling very generous with the name drops this week. Most of the time, name drops are not this easy to get. You just got to show up to Jingle Fest, I guess. And with that, let's move on to the Midwest guest co-host of the day. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you bet you she'll know just what to say. Well, yes, it's time for the Midwest guest co-host of the day. And I'm welcoming back in the Hoffer, the Hall of Famer. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm looking at, at you and you don't look the same. Mm-mm. You um, sort of look like Will Smith in the movie Hitch when he had the <laughs> shellfish reaction. Yeah. The nose and the left eye are quite, it looks like, it looks, it, um, it, it's pretty swollen. It's yes. pretty swollen. And yes, do you yes. want to tell what happened? Yeah, a couple days ago, I was over near the barn, and I went to close the barn door, and there are a few nests there, hornet's nests, and I don't like to uh, to spray their nests. I let I like to let them just do their thing. Well, that backfired on me, because <laughs> as I was walking away, I got drilled right in the nose, right in the side of my nose, and uh, oh boy, did that hurt. Well, mm. it, it definitely Ouch. swelled up. Pretty yes. immediately, and when I woke up the next morning, uh, which happened to be my first day at my new job, uh-huh, uh, which we'll great, talk about next. Great way to start. Um, my uh, eye and cheek were swollen. I looked ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was quite puffy, and that has continued on today. It's not quite as bad, but it is still very puffy. So um, it uh, it got me good. Now, are you sure it's hornets? It's not bees. We know it's not bees. We know it's not yellow jackets. Mm. Is it hornet or is it the other one? I have no idea. But I'll tell you, whatever it... Wasp. Is it a hornet uh, or a wasp? I don't know, but whatever it did, it didn't even like land on my nose. Like it just... Yeah, it came in and it did it. It just drilled me and let it left... Sneak right attack. And yeah, then... very much so a sneak attack. Yeah. And thank goodness it wasn't in my eye. So I guess, right. I, guess I should be happy it was just my nose. But it, my eye is uh, affected, apparently. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I look good. <laughs> and I I think we've had this discussion once, maybe on speaking of tangents. It, it It's based on the type of nest they have. Is nest the right word? Yeah, hornet's nest. Right? A hornet's nest or a wasp's. So the wasp make that one that looks like rounded with like mm-hmm. clay. Okay, well, we have both. So. We have both. Yeah. But the ones by the barn are the honeycomb looking No, ones. there's one, a one that... Oh, so it could have been a yeah. wasp or a hornet. Yeah. Could have been either. Well, speaking yeah. of your new job... Yeah. I think most people that listen to this podcast probably know because I put it out on the social media. Mm-hmm. While we were in D.C., actually, I put it out. Correct. Because that's when you... Pretty much when you found out. Or when it was safe for me to share it. Yes, when it was official through the school board. I had been offered the job the week before and had accepted. The school board had to approve. Yes, and they did. So thank you very much. So did you want to talk about that or not really? Yeah. Yep. So my new position is at the uh, high school in my school district. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so you didn't have to switch school districts. No, I love my school district. And I wanted to stay there. Um, so I am the new assistant principal at our high school. They hired 
two of us. Both newbies. Mm-hmm. Both newbies. I love my new team. I'm really excited. Good. Yeah, and I've already worked a couple days, so it's yes. awesome. I love it. I'm really excited. I'm glad. It is going to change our summers. We won't be asking where in the world is KJ anymore, no. probably. She's at home. Yeah. <laughs> She's at home. Yeah. Well, right. We won't be traveling too far. So our last, I just looked this up, our last podcast episode was May 6th. Wow. Long time ago. Uh-huh. So a lot has happened. Uh, the, our bathroom is done. Oh, love it. Love it. We have forgotten all the drama that happened because now we just love it. The mm-hmm. only thing left with that project is the foyer room has to have new flooring and he's coming. He was going to come this week, but he had he said he got COVID, so he's coming yep. next week. Just came down with COVID. So that is exciting. We just love our new bathroom. Oh, um, it's the best. We did have some problems with, but the third time's a charm, I guess. That they, we had two backsplashes in a row show up for our vanity, and both were broken in the mail. And the third one just arrived, and that one's in. So we do have that piece that has to be put on. But other than that, it's all good. So we're pretty pumped up about that. Yes. We haven't really had time to enjoy the bathroom because we've been on so many trips. But people that have stayed here and took care of Rue have enjoyed our bathroom. Yes, they have. So that we got that done. We went to Montana. We drove to Montana. We went to Washington State um, on the same trip. It was like an 11-day road trip. One of our family members got COVID while we were out there, so we had to change our plans and leave their house and quarantine and test ourselves every day after that and luckily we never got it at least i don't think we got it very lucky we got very lucky then we went and saw brandy carlisle at the gorge in washington state which if you can get out to the gorge for a concert i'd highly recommend it it was beautiful amazing and while we were out there our buddies mike and dave oh hang on the name drop, name drop of the week. Mike and Dave let us stay at their cabin in Washington State, so it was a little trek from the gorge, but it was a beautiful place and right on the river, and we had a great time. So, Mike and Dave, thank you. You guys are the best. That drive was well worth it, and that, that drive was gorgeous. was gorgeous, and the mm-hmm. cabin was awesome and great location. So it was really fun. We were very lucky. We were very lucky. Uh, and then we were home, what, six days? Mm-hmm. And then we flew to D.C. for Jingle Fest. That's right. With uh, <laughs> you, me, and your mom, Glow Bomb. That's right. The Glow Worm. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Yes, the Glow Bomb, the Glow Worm, Gloria. What else do we call her? Glow, glow Poke. poke. Mm-hmm. She's a trooper, that one. Yeah, she got to meet many littles. She got to see what Jingle Fest was all about. (laughs) Eye-opening experience. I think she really liked it. Oh, yeah, she was was taking pictures like no other. Yeah, she was. All the performers, she was up there, all the jinglers. She was up there taking pictures of everyone. Jerry's kids were up there. She was taking pictures of Jerry's kids. (laughs) She's a gamer. She's all in. She doesn't care what we're doing. Nope. And of course, we we stayed we um, stayed in downtown DC instead of out by where the hotel and Jingle Fest was out in Virginia. We stayed downtown to make it easier for Gloria to get to the places she wanted to go while we were off doing like Jingle Golf, so she could get on the Metro 
easily and go see the monuments. And we went up on the Washington Monument our last day there. Clear day, gorgeous. We went to Mount Vernon one day. But we were welcomed to D.C. The night we flew in, we went and had dinner with Bonnie mm-hmm. Burko and Artie Burko. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. And that was a lot of fun. That was a great welcome back to D.C. after not being there since like 2018, I think it was. There's no better way to start a vacation than with the Burkos. No, and we ended up ending our vacation with the Burkos Yes, too. we did. <laughs> so that's a story for a different day, really. But yes. that that was just a, a, they're just wonderful. And I don't know, I mean, what can you say? Jingle Fest is always a blast. Yeah, it was. It, it yeah, was a little yeah. bit, it, it was there, and Jerry did send out a note to all Jingle backers that, you know, we had a health scare, medical emergency that occurred, and thankfully that person is okay. It's not, a, mm-hmm. it's not my place to say anything more about that but Mm -hmm. everything was okay but it was was pretty scary at the time and we're just thankful that that person's okay Mm -hmm. Um, but all in all it turned out to be a really good fun evening and it was great to see everybody again there was only four jinglers this time a little different in that regard we usually have I don't know eight to ten jinglers it was still quite a show though yeah we had a good time it was an epic trip we did the jingle golf we did the mingle fest Mm mm-hmm that brewery was fun. Yep. We met new people. Uh, yeah. Well, like Kim Wilson with two L's. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. You know, Kim Wilson has done this show, what, three, four times? Something like that. I feel like I've known her, but I didn't actually met, meet her until Jing- Jingle Fest this past yeah. weekend yeah it was really fun to meet her in person and she knows how to bring the snacks oh she yeah had a really good snack game yep all detroit chips they were awesome yeah and she sat at our table so yeah. i thoroughly enjoyed uh-huh, the snacks uh-huh, uh-huh. and what else we saw we, well maurice yeah Ma- we met maurice werner mo werner oh Ma- hang on it's the name drop name drop of the week and and mo was kind enough to give us a ride to jingle golf and back and after not back i guess we took the metro back but and then again after jingle fest which was like i don't know 11 12 p.m which was nice not to have to get an uber or take the metro back so it was, it was very sweet we love mo mo is awesome yep we had a great time with mo Jeannie byers oh hang on it's the name drop of the week. Jeannie Byers gave us a ride. She always gives us a ride every year, it seems, for something. Just a sweetheart. We love Jeannie. And she was on our golf team with Patrick Smith. And Patrick Smith not only um, was on our golf team, but made our whole team sandwiches. Oh, superb sandwiches. They were really good. And so nonchalantly, he says at the turn, so I made some sandwiches, and I thought he just meant he made himself a sandwich. And we were going to go inside and get a hot dog or something. No, I mean, I meant I bought, I made a sandwich for all of you. So we sat at the picnic table and ate our sandwiches. It was great. And he ended up making one for Shad, too. Mm-hmm. Who, Shad? Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. 
Shad just did an awesome job as always throwing jingle throwing jingle golf or putting together jingle golf and we got to play with Shad for the second nine and that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that his wife Fran Oh, hang on. It's the name drop name drop of the week. I'm glad that his wife Fran thought of that idea. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played with KJ and the Hoffer? No. No. So that was fun. Nobody won this year. We all got our little participation We're all trophy. Winners. Yes. Uh, Thank goodness, because I didn't play real well, but I won anyway, so that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. And the one Patrick Smith pulls out two chicks jerky in the middle of the round, <laughs> which that's our two worlds colliding right there. Yeah, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. Um, and like an idiot. And then I'll move off of Jingle Fest after this, but like an idiot, actually, I mean, I was pretty stupid. I forgot to bring the Midwest Bias stickers mm. to Jingle Fest. Big mistake. Yeah. So we haven't talked about the Midwest Bias stickers because, again, we've been on this hiatus. The only reason we've been on a hiatus is because we've been traveling too much. Busy but spring. We got we received a package in the mail from Swagmaster Robert Colpeen. Hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. And he sent us stickers. And we tweeted that out and showed the stickers. And, uh, you know, it was mentioned, well, how how can we get, if you want to know how to get one of these stickers, listen to the next podcast. And that would be this podcast episode. <laughs> um, so anyone that has ever been a guest on this podcast... including Midwest guest co-hosts, guest expert, non-Midwestern guests, Rachel Reports, anybody, email us at midwestbiaspod at gmail.com with your mailing address, and you're going to get a sticker. Now, we haven't decided how the rest of the stickers will be dispersed, whether we'll sell them, what we'll do. But, oh, and the other thing is, anyone that has sent us beer, Mm -hmm. some people have sent us beer, and been a guest, does that mean you get two stickers? Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, but if you've sent us beer, cider, whatever, well, you get a sticker too. So send us your email or your mailing address, and we'll get you a sticker. And then we'll go from there, because Robert Colpeen was very generous, and we have quite a few stickers. So thank you very much, Swagmaster! Nice. <laughs> so apparently this is the segment where we have, I, I think this is a record for the name drops that we've I given. I think so. And this is only the first segment, <laughs> so there's probably going to be more. Yes. Oh, and this is the first episode I think that I've ever done that I don't have any, I have done zero preparation for. And hopefully that's not too apparent when people are listening. But oh, you're still going to rock it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying I've just done, what, 15 minutes and I've not prepared for anything really of what I've said you've got this uh and it's just one of those things where without giving away too much detail we had we had to do a quick episode or it was going to be another month before we got one out so Mm -hmm. here it is unprepared but out there um okay so we do have some questions they were sent in like I said the last podcast episode I think was May 6th questions were sent in on May 8th and May 14th um multiple questions from each person we'll do two from each person today that'll be our goal but if we get too verbose we will cut that early too it doesn't mean we'll we'll get to all the questions at some point and with maybe different voices 
or at least one different voice because you're stuck with me. <laughs> okay, this one, again, these were this one was written May 8th from William Byrd. Hey, KJ, listening to the latest pod and your discussion raises some random follow-ups from a southeastern perspective. One, if you don't label food containers in the freezer, did you ever put labels on mixed CDs slash cassettes or just grab one at random and go with the flow? Now, let me just do a little backstory here. I think this is in, re- in response or to Kim Wilson saying that she does not label food when she puts it in the freezer Mm because I label food when I put it in the freezer. I got that from my mama and I'll probably always label food. That's right. And what about you? Uh, Same here. But did you before you met me? I don't think so. Okay, so this is my influence? Yeah, but as far as mixtapes go, Mm -hmm. I would have labeled those. Oh yeah, I labeled them. Now, did you label them like with who was on the... Did you come up, like, did you just write Millie Vanilli slash NSYNC? Slash, I don't know. Who else did you listen to? Hanson? I don't, it very well could have just said mixtape one. Mixtape That's what two. I'm asking. So yes. did, did you come up with names? Like mine were more like um, driving like American Boulevard. Oh, so like no. if I was on a road trip or something and something happened on American Boulevard, that's what I would name the no, mixtape. No, it's nothing like that. It was oh. very just very okay. practical. Like, yeah, this is my mixtape number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is so you had no idea two. what was on it. No, probably. But you know, when when you open them, there's yes. the little sleeve yeah. where you can. So then I just looked so at that. So you filled the sleeves out. Uh-huh. So yeah. did I. Yeah. So I labeled them and I filled the sleeves out. So there you go, William. We we label our things in the freezer. We sometimes label our things in the fridge. In fact, I do, especially like if we open a can of coconut milk. Mm-hmm. I label it and what date it was opened. And. You know, my mama keeps a freezer itinerary, and we used to make fun of her, and now we have a freezer itinerary because we have, not an itinerary, what's the word I'm trying to say? Uh, itemized list. Yeah, itemized list. And yeah. we have a um, freezer in the basement, one of those, what are they? The yeah, chest freezer. Chest freezer, mm-hmm. and we've never had one of those, but uh, I've come to learn that it's nice to know what's in there. That's so, right. And my mom was always right, and we just made fun of her but now we do it isn't that the way it goes otherwise you leave stuff on the bottom for far too long mm-hmm. like we didn't realize that we had some of chuck's famous applesauce yes chuck is uh, kirsten's stepfather that passed away and uh so it was very it was very exciting yeah we found that we the, found that. He found the applesauce because he he would mix it it's not just straight up ap- applesauce i think he put like elderberries in it yep. and stuff grape applesauce or some something honey so it was, getting it was sweet. really good oh, was and tasty. so we were able to take that out and give like four jars to my mom and mm-hmm. she was so happy and then we gave some to uh the our twin our nieces because they loved grandpa's apple juice or applesauce so it was really that was a fun one to not have some- labeled so maybe we should not label. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll find. Yeah. Yeah. But the other part of his question about grabbing things at random, mm-hmm. that I would not do. I would certainly not go into the freezer and just grab something and be like, oh, this is what I'm having tonight. No, no. He's asking that about no. CDs. And and I wouldn't do that with that either. What, you wouldn't? Uh, no. I'm, I've got an idea. Like, Depend this, is on what what... I want, this is what I want to listen to. Oh, your mood. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I want I some would. new kids on the block. I would grab it random and yeah, just no. say, oh, yeah, this sounds good. Hmm. But sometimes I do have a certain mood and I'm looking for a certain album and I'm not going to go at random. But I definitely label all those things. Yes. 
And now the other question here is if, when dropping someone off, well, it's, it's kind of a question and a comment to our question or his answer to our question and then a, a follow-up question. In fact, the name of his, the title of his email is rebuttal, redirect, three question marks. Okay, he says, when dropping someone off at their vehicle or house, the guy thing is to wait until the engine starts or they open the door and get a thumbs up before you leave. Yes. He said, however, I used to joke with my old college roommate about doing this. Was it excessive? He'd drop his girlfriend off at her apartment complex, wait for lights, etc., then drive home and call two minutes later to make sure everything was okay. I think that is a little excessive. That's not necessary. You just wait a little longer, you give a wave, and then you leave, and then that phone call is not necessary. But what if there's someone waiting in that little area, like the foyer where the light is turned on, and then he thinks it's okay? Well, does that mean we've been doing it wrong? Do we need to make sure they go into the house, wave from the window to show that they've not been murdered in the foyer? I'm simply pointing out... That I could see, it's probably not, it may be a bit excessive, but it's, I'd rather have him be excessive in that way than being excessively excited to drive away. (laughs) Like they barely get out the car door and they're out of there. Exactly. Yeah. Burning rubber. Yeah. So it it might be excessive, but it's the good kind of excessive as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. It could be considered overbearing though by the girlfriend. It just depends. No, by the by the boyfriend, it sounds like, because he's the one that yes, calls. Yes, but she would, I'm saying she could probably think it was overbearing. Oh, yes, like, okay, absolutely. buddy, leave me alone, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, so William Byrd, thank you for those questions. There are a few others, but we'll get to them at a later time. And the other one is from Michelle Pendleton. Hello, KJ and the Hoffer, and the Midwest guest co-host of the day, which, Michelle, today they are one and the same. Okay, first question. The Hoffer's voice still sounds raspy. Now, again, this was in May, May 14th. She sent this message, if I'm... Yeah, May 14th. Okay, first question. The Hoffer's voice still sounds raspy. Is that normal, or has it never completely healed? I'm going to have you take this question. Well, what do you think first? It is not normal for you to have a raspy voice. Okay, and I can't tell that it's raspy. Well, it was a little raspy just now when you said that. It is not normal, apparently, and the reason that um, it's raspy or it's, it's it's a sensitive voice, I would say at this point, is because I have one of those nodules. A polyp? A polyp, that's it. I have a polyp in my vocal cord. Vocal cord. Yep. So. And what is the prescribed medicine? Well, I already fixed it. Well, fix the the worst part of it, which was that I needed a microphone in the gym, and I got one of those. And so, so you weren't yelling. Yes, all the time. no yelling and no whispering. Mm-hmm. And so I've done pretty good at both of those, and especially this summer, I don't have to do a lot of yelling except at Brandy concerts or at me. Well, yeah, but that only happens a few times a day, uh-huh. so not as much as in the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so he said hopefully it will heal. Hopefully it'll get better, but he said sometimes they don't, Mm. so. And this new job you have, you won't need to be yelling in a gym. You won't need to be having a microphone. Correct. So that'll be good for your voice, too. And I shouldn't have to do any yelling. I mean, not very often at all. No. Yeah. Even though you will be in charge of disciplining high schoolers, you still shouldn't have to yell. 
That's right. Okay, the second question. You know what? I think I'm going to skip the second question because, well, let's just do three here because they kind of roll together. Okay. Second, I know it. I know it was at Christmas, but we never got the Crock-Pot Cream Corn Reveal. Did your guests like it? Did you like it? Would you make it again? And then she says, for what it's worth, it's great for summer barbecues. I'm going to let you answer that first. Did our guests like the Crock-Pot Cream Corn? Yeah, I think people liked it. Um, it wasn't... The response wasn't, oh, this is amazing. I must eat, I must get the recipe. Mm-hmm. But I think people enjoyed it. We ate it all. Yep. I enjoyed it, but I didn't. Feel, I felt the same way. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I must mm-hmm. have more. I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, that's how I felt. I didn't love, I didn't think it was super amazing. I thought I, thought I was going to think it was awesome, so maybe I set too high of a bar for myself. And I can't remember, did we make... The one with sugar, or mm-hmm. did we make the one with the spice? No, we made the we made the sugary one. So I think we should try it again, yeah. but make the, yeah. the savory, spicy one. There just seemed to be something missing. Maybe I yeah. maybe it wasn't salty enough for me because I love my salt. Yeah, that could be there. It did seem like, um, what do we what do we miss? Yeah, here? yeah, but it was certainly wasn't bad, and no. we did eat it all. But there was no when we make our stuffing. There's always exclamations of "This is so good," but. Mm-hmm. I don't think I remember hearing that about the cream corn. Mm-mm. But again, no one said this is awful. Yeah. Not that they would in our family either. I don't though. think it got thrown away. No, it was all, plates, it was eaten so. up. Yeah. Okay, and so then the next question kind of, or kind, they kind of roll together, like I said. So she says, speaking of summer, because she said it's great for summer barbecues. Maybe I'd like it better in the summer, a little lighter. Mm. But it's a little hot. Yeah, I, I guess. Speaking of summer, it's already in the 90s here. Again, she wrote this May 14th. And she's in Houston. So I'm not surprised it's 90 in, in May. Uh, when do you call it summer? When do you call it summer like where you are? I know that it can vary. She says, my mom is in Colorado and you can get a very cold snap even in May. But what does it take for you to call it summer? For me, it's just all about when school's over. When school's over, it's summer. Okay, so you don't go by a certain temperature. No. Nope. When school's over, it's summer. Mm-hmm. School's out for summer. That's exactly what I do. When you walk out of the door, you say Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you headbang? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to say baseball, when baseball, but that's more like Oof. spring for me. Yeah. It'd be a little early. April would be a little early to say something. I guess for me, too, it's when school's out because you're no longer working. Oh, that's not the case anymore. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. But when you were a teacher, you were no longer working. So it was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, let the vacations begin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't go by a temperature either. And then, again, I'm going to read another question from her because it, it, it basically, again, these questions just all blend together here. And while we're on the subject of temperature, what do you consider hot and what do you consider cold? I know for me, the line between too hot and too cold is very fine. Hmm. I think it's all, for hot, it's all about humidity. Yes. So, for instance, if it was 90 degrees out in Montana and 90 degrees here, it's totally different. 90 degrees here is pretty hot. It's pretty humid here. 90 degrees in Montana is quite pleasant for me. Well, it depends on if it's sunny, too. If it's sunny in 90. 
Oh, yeah. That, uh, that can get a little hot. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to go with, uh, if it's not humid, 85. 85 is too hot? Yeah. 86. 85 is okay. 86. 86. Okay. Too hot. Okay. Too cold. I can handle some some chill. So I'm not too worried about that. I would say maybe 15 degrees. It's a little too cold. Hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't want to just hang out in that. But if I'm, let's say I want to go ice fishing. Oh, God. Oh, Yeah. That that maybe be like ten degrees. I wouldn't want to go. I have gone in, in negatives, but it's the most enjoyable, probably around twenty twenty five degrees or so. Oh God, yeah. I hate ice yeah. fishing. But like if it's summer and we're talking too cold, uh, oh. I don't really get too cold in the summer. I so. do. If it gets into the sixties in the summer, I'm pissed off. Oh, wow, a bit harsh. No, because we deal with cold weather all year long and if it's mm, summertime true. it needs to be 70 or above okay so too cold in the summer is 69 yeah too hot in the summer if i'm talking about here mainly where i live 95 mm, okay i like things a little yeah, hotter you do. That's I'm, a, I'm a freeze baby here's a little follow-up question wait i'm not done oh, okay. the cold weather yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, I hate ice fishing, and it, I don't, I guess it's because it's cold, but I don't, if, I don't mind cold weather, because if you bundle up appropriately, you're good to go, mm-hmm. but ice fishing is just like, you can't dress warm enough, as far as I'm concerned. You just, it just, it kills you. It kills all of your soul to ice fish. So. <laughs> oh, I, once again, a bit harsh. But if I'm it going to. Your soul. If I'm going snowshoeing, for instance, uh, zero degrees is is okay. I mean, I'm hot when I'm done. But when it gets below zero, then I get a little bit too cold. Okay. Follow- and again, if it's really windy out and it's wind chill mm, yeah. that's the main yeah. issue yeah there's a wind factor if there's a there. wind chill forget it it could be 30 degrees and it feels like zero and that's true. really cold true so you have to factor in wind chill and humidity and we tease my mom about wind <laughs> yes we, we tease her all the time because we'll we'll say what's she'll ask well we'll say mom it's only 60 degrees out or mom it's 80 well what's the wind she wants to know the wind all the time we tease her that that'll be on her tombstone quote what's the wind okay what were you going to ask me my follow-up question was at what point what is your point in the spring where all of a sudden you're like boom it's shorts weather oh good question for minnesotans yes 40 45 really well maybe not in the spring but if you get a january or february day when it's 45 degrees and sunny you put shorts on. that's right that's right but in the spring 55 Nice. You? I, 50 was kind of my, my go-to. Yeah, you like wear it, shorts a little earlier than me. Yeah. I wore them all the time in school just because, you know, I got hot. Not anymore. But not anymore. Not she's got to get a whole makeover, folks. I do. She's, I do. Uh, she's um, seeking advice from people that she considers more stylish than her. Which is and everybody. I noticed that you didn't ask me for this help. And she says she's going to start wearing makeup, mm-hmm. which is a total... Total light, light, total switch. The only time I've ever seen you in wake- makeup is our wedding, mm-hmm. and for a couple interviews, but that's about it. I suppose. Yeah, but it's very, very light. Makeup. So pretty soon. Oh, I heard July fifteenth is like Nordstrom's super oh, yeah. sale day, so yep. you might want to take the fifteenth to the thirtieth or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've we've got a plan. I'm going shopping with my sister. She's mm-hmm. very excited about this. Yes. Yes. 
Okay. So, so those. Oh, no ahead. more shorts for me. No, you can't wear shorts. You can't wear referee clothes. Yeah. No, yeah. no athletic clothes. No gym teacher clothes anymore. No. Uh, so yeah, you're going to have a new wardrobe. And I'm excited because then I can wear it. Mm-hmm. The perks of lesbianism. <laughs> Okay, the next segment I hope will be a little more organized than this one. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, happy to be here. It's time for Rachel Reports. Rachel Reports. Rachel Reports, she reports. Well, yes, it is time for Rachel Reports. And Rachel Reports is here. Rachel, welcome back. Thank you. Um, I looked up the last time you were on this podcast with a report and it was January 29th. Oh my. (laughs) And so I also looked up what we talked about. You told us about your California trip and you told us about some New Year's Eve traditions you had, why you had a canoe on your car in February. (laughs) And so a lot has probably transpired in your life. I'm aware of some of it. I'm not aware of all of it. So what do you have to report on? Yeah, so I think the big thing for us is um, we transitioned from being living in Minnesota in the metro, and we are now uh, living the country life in Wisconsin. So uh, going back to my roots, it's where I grew up. But yeah, we moved uh, in May, conveniently closer to you, I believe. Yes, and this I knew about. <laughs> yeah. And so you're back to being a cheesehead. Yes, definitely. Definitely. But you've never left your Packers. Yep. No, nope. They've stuck with me. Couldn't possibly and be a Vikings fan, though. No, no. And your husband is a Steelers fan, so we don't have a problem with Packers, Vikings, <laughs> in that household. That is correct. Yes. Yep. Yep. Now, you moved in May to the country. I yes. know this because the Hall of Famer and I showed up to help you move. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> and... Uh, well, shall I say that I know that you appreciated both of our help, but <laughs> the Hall of Famer did all the work. <laughs> we appreciated all of the assistance from everyone yeah. present. <laughs> but you and the Hoffer really did do a lot of the brunt of the work. And your husband, of course, did too. But he was, I think he had a little bit of heat exhaustion. Yeah, he does not do well in the heat at all. And when it was the one day in May that it was going to be over ninety, I knew we were a little bit screwed up. So it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a, a great vision when you both showed up, somewhat out of the yeah. blue. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was hot that day and so muggy, and so you know, I said I can help, but my back will not allow me to do these big items. But you and the Hoffer just rolled up your sleeves and took care of it. I think we got a lot done in what the two hours we were there. Yeah, yeah, we got a ton done. Yes, yes. Okay, so you're greatly appreciated. (laughs) Yeah, you you are welcome. Now you're you're now in the country. From and how many years were you in the city? Now you weren't like downtown Minneapolis. You were in a suburb, but but how many years were you there? Probably. Sorry, I got to do math. Like twenty two years, I think. Wow. Okay. So yeah. it's been a while. Have you ever yep. lived in the country or have you grown up in the city always? I'm not counting your cabin here. Yeah, yeah. We lived in a town just south of Madison that was pretty small, but nothing compared to what this is right here. So so 
what are you finding out so far about the country versus the suburbia? Yeah, so there's definitely some differences. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing was, uh, it's been interesting. We've had a couple of contractors show up here to just do some work for us. And mm-hmm. uh, man, in the cities, they, they wouldn't hesitate. They needed your credit card like before they walked in the door and before they left. And here, they're just like, eh, we'll send you a bill at some point. <laughs> Not a big deal. Yes. <laughs> Which is a bit of a change. Definitely. Yeah. I I mean, I've noticed that too, but I I don't really have much to compare. I guess when I lived in the suburbs, I guess maybe I had to do that, but it's been so long that, yeah, they just say, oh, and so sometimes that's great, but the other, the flip side of that is I'm someone that wants to know what I'm paying before I start. Yes. And they don't yes. like to give estimates. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. And I kind of just want to be done. Yeah. They're just sitting out there. I just am waiting for it. So. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be surprised yeah. when the bill comes in the mail. No. Uh, so no. I have tried to, I have had to pry estimates out of country contractors. Yeah. This is good to know. We've got a couple more mm-hmm. projects to go. So, yep. It was very interesting. When we moved into the house, they did not have a mailbox. Uh, So I had to have lots of conversations with the post office. And it got to the point where I would call and say, so we're moving. And they're like, oh, hey, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) They knew you on a first name basis. Yes, that was after like three phone calls. So (laughs) that was pretty unique. How many people in your town? Oh, maybe 3,400, something like that. Okay, so it's quite a few more, quite a few less than my town, but of course we're out in the country, but yes, they don't know me by name at the post office, and they probably should from all the complaining I've done about how the postman (laughs) will not bring a mailbox up, or a mail up to our, up our driveway in the winter. Um, Yeah, yep. Let's talk a little more, what do you mean there was no mailbox? Did these people just have a P.O. box that they went into the, uh, mail post office for or what, what, what's that all about did they, they take did. the mailbox with them is that what you do in the country when you move you dig up the mailbox <laughs> I sure hope not no apparently they had a P.O. box and you know we purchased the house and then had to drive by you know three or four times after you bought it and uh about the second time I'm like there's no mailbox <laughs> FYI <laughs> uh but the really funny thing is they did not have a mailbox, so they did not use this address. We have a mailbox. We're using this address, and we're somehow getting their mail, which I uh, really don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. See, th- yeah, this is what the yeah. post office does. And and the, don't get me wrong. The post office, it's a miracle. Somebody mails a letter from, I don't know, Timbuktu, and it arrives five to six days yes. later. It's it's amazing, yes. but there are other things that isn't that are infuriating, and this might be one. Because now, what are you supposed to do? Forward it to their yeah. PO box? Yeah. So their realtor contacted our realtor, who contacted us, and then we had to call them. And yeah, yeah, just a bit much. Wow. <laughs> so for what, for the record, the Hoffer and I did not notice that there was no mailbox when we were there. I know, right? Why would you mm-hmm. notice that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I did notice that you had a doggy door already and so I'm wondering when the dog is going to be well I guess there is already a dog there now but when is there going to be another dog uh not for a while uh my husband is in school right now and I refuse to be the sole caretaker so it's gonna be a little while (laughs) but we're ready with the doggy door (laughs) 
You are ready. I was pleased to see that. Now, does Kata, the yes. cat, try to get out the door? Or do you have that, uh, you probably have the permanent thing in there where he can't yes. get out. But has he sniffed it Correct. at all? Like, hmm, I wonder if I can get out. I'm sure he would if we allowed him the opportunity. He's been very mm-hmm. interested by the dog smells in this house. And, uh, oh, yeah. I bet. Has yeah. he marked? He hasn't marked, has he? Oh, no. No. Oh, oh, good. No. How does yeah. he like yeah. the house in general? How is he adapting? Oh, he loves it. He's got so much room to run around, and he's got windows to watch birds that he just loves yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yes. you do have a whole lot more space. Yes. We do. Yep. And and so what other country so you don't have a you don't have a mailbox although it sounds like you finally have one. Yes. And yes. you contractors are pretty nonchalant, laid back. What else? Exactly. So there's mm-hmm. tractors everywhere, which oh, I yeah. kind of guessed going into it, but they're everywhere. <laughs> it's been interesting that like some things are closer to us than we li- when we lived in the metro and some things are further, which seems silly. But, like, we can get yes, to the grocery store in, like, three minutes here. And it would take, like, 15 minutes in the cities. But, you know, right. heaven forbids we want to go to Culver's. That's a good, like, 20 to 30-minute drive. So it's been interesting the things that actually turned out to be closer for us. So, Well, you'll find out quickly what how much something means to you, depending on how far you want to drive. Maybe yes. you'll decide <laughs> that Culver's isn't that good after all. Because yes. isn't there a DQ in your town? Or am I wrong about that? So ironically, when we came to look at the house the first time, there was a DQ. And when we purchased the house, there's no longer a DQ. So <laughs> What? They went out of Appar- business? It did. It did. So that is that is interesting. Yeah. It's a hometown store now. So they've got some limited offerings, but it is also like two minutes from the house. So I am sure that they'll be getting lots of our business. But no more ice cream in the town? Uh, no, no, they have ice cream there. Yep. Oh, good. Yep. Hard or soft? This is important. Oh, soft, definitely. Uh, well. No, I would agree. I would prefer hard, but yeah, when you're in a pinch, it works. Well, that's interesting. The DQ in our yep. town also is out of business. Really? Huh. The Culvers are taking over. I think so. I think so. Yep. So are you satisfied with the selection at the local grocery store? Because that's probably a huge difference. So to be completely honest, we are still attending a church near our previous home. And so we have uh, pretty much continued shopping at the same place we used to. But in uh, emergencies or we need something quickly, uh, we have run down there a couple times. And it's okay. It's pretty pricey, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Well, it gets the job done in a pinch again. Yes, yes, yes. But they do have a caribou coffee in the grocery store. Yeah, I've seen that as I've driven by or passed. Yes, yes. That could have been a deal breaker for my husband. So I'm so happy because that is not that common in those smaller towns. No, no, definitely. By the way, I just heard that our town is getting a second caribou coffee. Really? Yes. And I thought for sure that meant that they were going to close the old one. Oh, no, we're going to have two. That's awesome. That provides so our, many options for you. Yeah, our town is only, what, 15,000, 16,000? We don't need two caribous. We already have a Starbucks <laughs> and a few mom and pop. Actually, just one mom and pop. Co- no, two coffee shops. One where I don't really like the coffee, 
Uh, that's why I take the donuts from the, that place to, the, to Caribou. <laughs> we probably shouldn't talk about that topic. <laughs> no, probably not. But apparently this new Caribou is not like most Caribous. It's just like, they call it the Caribou Cabin. And it's sort of oh, yeah. like the drive through espresso stores that you see, which I believe originated out west and have gradually taken over the whole country. But yep. it's a little bigger. I think they have some seating, so it's not quite like those drive through espressos, but it's sort of like that. So I'm kind of interested to see how this is all going to turn out. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'd like to know about the, have you... Now, you've been living there since May, so we're not even, it's just over a month. What about yep. restaurants or, I mean, I know your town is quite famous for a certain treat that you enjoy <laughs> thoroughly. What have you tried out? Yeah, so I will say for restaurants, we've only gone to one and we've gone twice because it was good. Otherwise, just timing hasn't worked well for us. So we're looking forward to mm -hmm. uh, exploring that some more. And last night, we uh, made our maiden uh, trip to the Ellsworth Cheese Curd Factory, uh, which I think Ooh. is pretty famous. It is uh, famous. We are the cheese curd capital of something. So, uh, yeah, we took our maiden trip there and had to get some cheese curds because we're going to Iowa this weekend. And apparently we have to buy yeah. cheese curds whenever we go anywhere now. So, yeah, absolutely. And how were they? Yep. Did you get well, did you get cheese curds fresh or did you, I mean that they made for you or did you just buy some that you're going to take? We just bought some that they were, go were going to take. Uh, unfortunately, their uh, deep fry food truck wasn't open. Yeah. And so we need to go uh, back on the weekends because those yeah, would be absolutely do. delicious. You do. Yeah. You do. Now, do they have a cheese curd festival? I don't know if you've attended that. I don't know when that is. Yeah, it was actually last weekend. We unfortunately were unable to attend. So we're looking forward to it next year. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to have to immerse yourself in your new little town. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so how long is your commute? Because you still work in the Twin Cities area. Yes. Uh, my commute's about 40 minutes, uh, and my husband and I are carpooling. So I have to work a little bit longer days than I was used to, but uh, it's it's worth it for the gas prices right now. So Absolutely. Okay, well, 40 minutes, that's that's doable. I mean, it'll, it allows you time to listen to podcasts like, you know, Midwest Bias, for instance. Just going to throw a random name out there. Exactly. Yep. I thought of you when we were on our trip to Montana because we drove through South Dakota and there were tons of wall drug signs <laughs> and Mitchell Corn Palace. We, did, we didn't yes. stop. But you know what? We didn't, we forgot to mention this uh, earlier when I had the, the Hall of Famer on as Midwest guest co-host. You and your husband and your stepdaughter were driving home from South Dakota we were driving yes. away from home towards South Dakota and Montana on the same day. We arranged to meet each other, and I think it was Sioux Falls. Yes, yes. And and we had ice cream, and it was so cool because I'd never, I'd never done that where I knew someone else was on the same highway going the opposite way, and we met yes. up. And our friend Minneapolis Lori gave us a suggestion of where to go for ice cream because she's from that area. It was just great all around. It was great to see you in that. I've never seen you traveling, <laughs> unless you're traveling with me as a Boundary Water Babe trip or something else, camping yes. or something. Yeah, so that was yeah. quite fun. 
yeah, it was so random and uh, just hilarious. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it did delay both of our trips, but it was worth it to us. I don't know if it was worth it oh, to yeah. you, but it was worth it to us. Oh, yeah. We made it home eventually. So it was good. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you'd want to report on? Because I have one more question. Oh, sure. Yeah, I was just going to mention uh, that you saw us in South Dakota because we were driving back from Texas and somehow ended up in South Dakota. So we had uh, quite the road trip at the end of May, uh, just two weeks after we moved into our new house. So Yeah, South Dakota, or from Texas to South Dakota to Minnesota is, is not quite a straight path. Not exactly. No, no. <laughs> so you were down in Texas, and were you on vacation yes. in Texas? Yes, uh, our uh, my stepdaughter was graduating from high school, Woo-hoo! and so we went down uh, to to join her. Yeah, very exciting. Mm-hmm. And we had planned afterwards to uh, she was coming back to live with us, and thought we'd take a week off and just explore on our way back up. And then, unbeknownst to us, about a week or two before our trip, my husband's mother uh, announced that she was joining us, <laughs> which was fine (laughs) but uh changed our plans a little so we needed to drop her off in Iowa before we could do any sort of extended road trip at -hmm. which point that somewhat limited our opportunities or options uh and Mm -hmm. so we pretty much repeated our South Dakota trip from last year just because we knew what that was about which of course, meant that we had to get another fossil, but uh, it was a good time, and oh. uh, and our stepdaughter hadn't been out there yet, so that's right. So it was new for her, and the fossil yes. Yes. was was the husband as excited about fossil number two as fossil number one, or had the enthusiasm already begun to wane? I believe there was even more enthusiasm. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, which was a rather unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that means there will be more fossils in your future. Apparently. I, but I have told them we are not allowed to go back there next year. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, it's, it's time to go to a new spot. I mean, don't let me tell you what to do, but that's would be my recommendation. Yes. Yes. South Dakota is great, but you know, you've been there twice now. There's much more. Years. Yeah. Yeah. There's more to the world to see. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so we are done reporting, although I did have one question. Sure. I know that it's not state fair time yet. That would be next mm-hmm. month. Actually, no, end of August. So and Correct. we got yep. a little ways. Have they announced the new foods yet? or? Unfortunately, they have not. Uh, usually there's okay. a whole bunch of fanfare around that. And so that has not come out yet. So hopefully next month, I'm thinking. Okay. And do so. you have plans for how many times you're going to attend? So, so far I've requested two days off of work to attend. I anticipate we'll probably go on Labor Day for a third and then I have to find a day to work. So we're okay. likely at so four, four right now that I'm aware of. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, it's been a few years since I have been able to take you up on not your offer, but my request to bring us treats at the gate. So (laughs) maybe this is the summer for that. Maybe. We'll see what we can do. Since the Hall of Famer, you know, can't take any more vacation for a while. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, great to talk to you again. Let's not wait. Let's see. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, June. Six months. Let's not wait six more months until the next Rachel reports. Definitely. We need to catch up before then. Yes, we definitely do. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
Okay, this is the taste test with the Hall of Famer. My favorite segment. In fact, so we were out of beer and Mm -hmm. cider, and we have been since May. I think we did our last one, the last episode. And about two days before we left for Jingle Fest, we received a package of ciders and beer. Yes. And you were pumped because they were ciders, not only beer, ciders and sour beer. And you were pumped up. In fact, I was at work. You're like, can I open this package? Yeah, I and couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. And then, because you wanted to put them in the fridge so you could drink one. Well, yes. So you wanted to open it up while I was at work so you could put it in the fridge. And then I said, sure, open it. And inside was the note from the gifter, Patrick Smith. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop. Of the week. Patrick Smith, maker of delicious sandwiches and sender of awesome beers and ciders, in that package was a note that reads as follows. KJ and the Hoffer. I have enclosed some ciders and sour beers for your enjoyment. I only have a few requirements for you. Number one, you must only serve ice cold. Number two, I'm going to have you read the number two. Number two, and this is where it got real sad real fast. You must only serve while recording an episode of Midwest Bias. So, so no beer. The, so the beer did not go in the fridge. No. And number three, have yourselves a great central daylight time. La Cheeserie Patrick Smith. Now, he's trying to rib me because he knows I do not recognize central daylight time. So, Patrick, I will have... A good central standard time. <laughs> but, Always. But then he wrote, P.S. Yes, this is just an attempt to bribe you into recording more podcast episodes. And I'll tell you what, the bribe worked. Because here we are. The Hall of Famer would have no more waiting. And, you know, we're, again, I, without going into too much detail, we are throwing this podcast episode together. And I think the beer is 100% to thank for that or blame depending on your point of view it highly motivated us me in particular i'm like yeah we should probably record something this week yeah so go ahead and describe the two that you were going to do two uh maybe we should review the rating system the cheesy rating system that we don't use zero equals ish uh one criminy two oof three it's interesting four oh geez that's good and five yeah betcha I'm All right. S- I'm sorry, but I can't help this. Look at Rue over there. She's Hi, just Daddy. she's really just watching us and listening to us record. And I will take a picture right now while the Hall of Famer is is describing the beer and I may put it out on the interwebs just how cute she is right now just watching us record. She's our little supervisor right now. Yeah. But anyway, the what Patrick got us, he had about um, half cider and half sours. So tonight we uh, we're breaking out two of the sours. This first one is called, uh, it's from the Deciduous Brewing Company Mm. in Newmarket, New Hampshire. And the beer itself is called Triple Lollipop Forest, which is triple fruited sour ale with milk sugar. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, let's see. What's the uh, alcohol by volume here? Yes. 
always need to know that. Although I'm not seeing it. I'm sure it's around here somewhere. Oh, there it is. Whoop. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh, oh. Six point six percent. Okay, not That's bad. Good. Not bad. That is good. Oh, that is pretty color. All right, this it does look a uh, hazy, creamyish, uh, pinkish purple in color. Let's see what it smells like. Oh, what's it smell like? Fruity, definitely fruity. fruity. Um, kind of smells like when you're smelling a raspberry emergency packet, but way better. But it smells really good, and it smells like something I'm really gonna enjoy. I'm gonna go for it right now. Oh yes. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you already took two sips. I did. I always have to take two. This is a five. For sure. Oh, you betcha? Oh, you betcha. Patrick, she does not, yeah. as you know, she does not just throw you betchas no, around. I do not. That is excellent. That reminds me of the, the stuff that we love from Forager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Forager out of Rochester. Make me crazy or something. Forager out of Rochester, mm-hmm. Minnesota. Thank you very much, Todd Takei, for that yeah. recommendation. Mm. It is excellent. It's got a little pizzazz to it. You could taste the, the, the kick of the sourness at the end. It's sweet and then gives you a little kick. Yeah. And it's a little party in your mouth. Did did you describe the look of the can? Oh, no, I forgot. I'm okay. so excited to drink it. Yeah, I know. You've been wanting it since before we went to Jingle Fest. It's a silver can. I really like the style. It's very simple but cool looking. So it's it's uh so it's a silver can with like a clear sticker, but it has uh you know what look like lollipops. Yep. Uh, per- uh blue and red and white. And yeah, and then this And then a deciduous tree mm-hmm. uh leaf, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, really really nice. Do you think we could just take a picture of it? I think so, but okay. I mean people have, I mean right. they have it figured out in their mind. Right. You really like. don't need a picture no. after that description. No. Okay, what did you say it smelled like? Well, emergency, like raspberry <laughs> oh. emergency, but like way better. Excuse me. Yeah. But that same like fruity. Yeah, it made me cough. Raspberry smell. It made me cough when I sniffed it. Mm. It does smell like a, you know, a packet of emergency. All right, here Tickles we go. the nostrils. I better take another sip. Yes. I better, I better pull a hoffer. Always take two sips. Yeah. I mean, I really don't want to copy you, so I'll give it a four plus, but wow. it's really good. It's okay to copy. I mean, when it's a five, it's a five. It's got a little bit of a tangy aftertaste that I don't love. That's that zip. Let me try yeah, so I'm, I'll go with four plus. Mm. And if you like the other beer and mm. I don't, then I'll so take good. this one for the evening. Okay, I hope you love it. You hope All I right. love the next yeah. one? Okay, this next one is from the New Jersey Beer Company out of... New Jersey? I'm just going to go no, ahead out on a not. limb. Oh. Out of New York? Out of North Bergen, New Jersey. Well, I guess it well, is. Well, I just of, said oh, New yeah, Jersey. Sorry. I was thinking New York or something. <laughs> yes, out of New Bergen, New Jersey. And this one is called Lime Life. Pastry oh, style. Wait a second. What? I forgot to thank Michelle Pendleton from earlier for her questions. Thank you, Michelle Pendleton. Oh, go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Lime Life. Pastry style sour ale, seven percent alcohol by volume, Ooh. and this can is very cool looking. It's it's it has a, a green label on it, 
like a lime color yep, like yeah. a lime color with a bunch of little limes and it looks like key lime pie mm-hmm. with a slice cut out yeah very fun let's go ahead and open this bad boy whoa whoa hey it sprays a little it sprayed all over my computer Okay, All right. that's plenty. Mm-mm. Okay, so this right one. Ooh, this one also is looks cloudy. like beer. Yeah, it looks like beer. You know, it is it is ale. It's amberish. Yep, and uh, this one had some head on it compared to yep. the other one. Sure does. And it is definitely a golden peachy color. Oh, you could definitely smell the lime, mm. the key lime. I don't know if we're going to mm. like this. I think we will. I'm going to go for it. I usually like citrusy beer. Did you already say pastry style sour ale? Okay. Woo! (laughs) Yowza! (laughs) I sure wish we had a... uh, That one's getting you right in the jaw. I should have taken a picture. I should be... I've already got my camera out, so... That is tangy. (laughs) Oh, I... You know, I don't need a second sip of that one. (laughs) Right now, I'm good. So, what's the rating? Uh Um, Woo! Shocking. Is there one for shocking? Three. It's interesting. (laughs) It is most certainly interesting. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give that a three. It's interesting. Okay. It's very interesting. Are you telling me I'm stuck with it? No, no. I like it, but it really kicks you, kicks you in the jaw. Mm. Yeah. Now, do you think your bee sting has affected your taste at all? Not at all. Okay. No. It hasn't affected your sense of smell, which Mm-mm. would then affect your sense of taste. Nope. Okay. Which, by the way, you know, there are people that are still saying, well, I didn't lose my sense of taste or smell, so I don't, I must not have COVID. Can we just learn and read up that that is not a, that's not a symptom anymore? This Sidebar. Is, yes. This is what happened <laughs> to our guy that was supposed to come out and do the flooring. He yes. got he caught COVID. He says from his customer who said, "Well, I didn't lose my taste and smell, so I just thought I had what did he say, dehydration? Yeah, heat heat exhaustion or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, was it weird. isn't a symptom anymore. Look it up. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I can smell that. You're line. stalling now. No, I'm not. Okay. I I think I might like it. Good. I like the smell of it. It's it is good, but it but you have you. me a little scared to take very big of a yeah. Sip. Well, just take a little one to start. Hmm. I went a little too wild on my sip. It was like a gulp. Yeah. What do you think? I, I that's pleasant. Ooh, pleasant. I I was expecting to be knocked off off the back of my chair. <laughs> Take a bigger sip this time. Really just let it go. You want me to be knocked off the chair? <laughs> I want you to have the same reaction hmm. as me. And I don't have it. I took the sting. Yeah, that's a four. Ooh, oh, geez, it's good. Look at you. Yeah. It is tasty. It isn't, have that, it isn't that often that the two of us agree on beers, mm-hmm. but we may, we may agree Ooh. on beers in the sour department. Yeah, you don't. This is this, this one's, one's not too, for you. Too sour for me. It's not for you. There's too much of a kick there. You're just there. too sweet of a person. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've decided that the Hall of Famer gets the deciduous beer that I chose as a four plus and she chose as a five and I will be getting the lime life that I put as a four and she put as a three and those are some pretty high rankings from yes. both of us 
Patrick, thank you very much. Where we have more? Uh, did, oh yeah, we have a twelve pack. He sent us twelve. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Twelve pretty or eight. Pretty sure. No ho. He sent us a pretty good sure. number. Oh yeah. So basically, yeah. that's the part. That's continues. six more podcast episodes. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. We appreciate it very much. And please send me whatever spread you used on that sandwich you made. I not don't I mean don't send me the actual spread. Just t- tell me the name of it. I yeah. think you said you got it at Trader Joe's. It's like olive. Yeah, it was or so something. good. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Oh no, he said he got the bread, the focaccia bread at Trader Joe's. I don't know. I want to know every step. Maybe you could, Patrick. Could you just make a video of how you made the sandwich for me? Because that sandwich I need to replicate. I need it in my life on a daily basis. I think that's all. That's all, folks. I'm impressed that we got an episode together this week with everything Mm -hmm. else that we have going on. So I'm going to pat ourselves on the back. And now I'm going to drink Lime Life and watch some twins. Cheers. Cheers. I hope you had as good of a central standard time as I did. I certainly did. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Midwest Bias Pod, and you can email your questions and comments to MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe or follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Overcast, that's where I get my podcasts. And no, Overcast is not a sponsor of this podcast yet. But Best Rubber Stamp is. Thanks so much to Best Rubber Stamp and Christopher Giannini and all the folks over there. You can find them at bestrubberstamp.net. Email them at stamps at bestrubberstamp.net. Or give them a call at 901-278-4500. Mention Midwest Bias. Get 20% off your first order. And especially be sure to rate and review this podcast if you really like it. If you don't like it, No worries. Don't even waste your time. Really, it's fine. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. I look good.